0: Thank you for downloading the podcast. This is episode three of Threads.
1: Yes, and this week, Chelsea's
0: speaking to her sister, CJ. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Threads Podcast. My name is Chelsea and throughout this series I will be interviewing people about their clothes. We will be talking all things personal style, what makes us tick in terms of our outfit choices and how perhaps we can get way more joy out of what we're wearing. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Threads podcast. My name is Chelsea Newton Mountney, as you know, and I'm here today with my sister. Well, actually, we're not together. We are um, video calling because we're in the middle of being in our houses. Um, we're in the middle of coronavirus when this has been recorded, so we'll shut down and separate. is um, so my sister Charlie or CJ. CJ to your friends, right? cj okay cool all right so we'll start from the beginning how would you describe your style
2: i think my style is best described as 90s alternative grunge with a pinch of skater i don't really do girly so it's mostly just jeans
0: and hoodies or baggy t-shirts that's cool you've always had like more what I guess people calling you a kid, like tomboy tendencies towards like fashion oh, and clothes. Yeah. Where do you think that came from?
2: Um, I mean, it could be maybe because you were so girly when we were younger. All I right. wanted to be different. <laughs> With your clip-on earrings and your pink. Um, no, I think it, it was mostly practicality because I liked being outside and grubbing around in the dirt and climbing trees and obviously it's n- not extremely practical to do that in skirts or dresses so I'd mm. always be wearing like trousers and t-shirts and what was comfortable but now I think and maybe it's just because I'm used to that but I've, I, I just like what's comfortable and what's practical and I always feel extremely self conscious in skirts and dresses because I'm worried people are going to see my pants
1: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I think I, it's practicality and what I prefer on myself
0: (laughs) yeah I mean it's funny because you say about like I used to be like a really much like girly child but now I only really wear skirts and dresses in the summer because I have a real hatred for tights I find them so uncomfortable but um that I mostly wear trousers really now but I I mean I love all of it I love all of it but you say about like rebelling against your girly sister (laughs) (laughs) do you think um that that was a way for you to rebel
2: uh I mean it could be I never really saw it as rebelling I just saw it as being different and I, I know we've both strived to be different from everyone else we haven't wanted to look the same or to act the same as everyone else on the high street so maybe it was just my way of doing that in our own little dynamic
0: Mm. because it's funny now we have a lot of um things that we share in common of what we like like we both like a a lot we've got matching (laughs) hoodies yeah we've got matching (laughs) track seats that we tie-dyed together (laughs) oh yeah we do love a craft um who, if anyone, inspires what you wear in your style?
2: That's a good question. I don't think I, I get inspired by one person because I don't really like I don't really think of anyone off the top of my head and think, I wanna look like them, I'm gonna dress like them. It's more an aesthetic, I think probably that I inspired you. Which is like the whole feeling of the 90s and grunge wear and Doc Martens and like apocalypse kind of style where you're all ripped and you've got hundreds of layers but they all work together mm. um, so I think it's more like looks and aesthetics rather than people that I yeah. get inspired by
0: yeah is there anyone at the moment because I often I'm not sure I do at the moment, but I often have someone in my head that I'm like, that's kind of my style, like, at the moment is a bit, like, aiming for that.
2: I think it's more characters than
0: people. Mm.
2: Like, you haven't seen the new Mad Max film, have you? No. So, you know, Charlize um, Sh- 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 Theron? I'll never say her name right. Do you know who I mean? The actress. She plays, like, a, a bald chick with a metal arm and she's all grudgy yeah, and yeah, badass. Yeah. And I've kind of been taking inspiration from that recently. I'm also watching um, the second season of Altered Carbon, and there's a badass fighting, uh, like bounty hunter trick in that as well, which mm. is quite cool. And it's all like leather and um, like tight leather jackets and ripped jeans and like fingerless gloves and stuff like that. Mm.
0: that That's cool that you mentioned like taking it from film characters or even taking it from a certain atmosphere because I feel like sometimes people don't think that they engage with fashion or feel inspired by it but it's not just about taking inspiration from like fashion magazines or you can find things that influence your style like all over like...
2: um, I never look at fashion magazines
0: no exactly but like you're talking about style and what's inspired you that's what I mean there's there's not just like one way into being a person that's interested in style um, when I think of your style I often think of that really famous Mark Jacobs show in the 90s where he put it's the famous one where he put grunge on the catwalk and it's all like check shirts and ripped jeans it's very very you I do
2: love
0: a good check you do love a good check
2: I love a good check. I I got a checkerboard
0: scrunchie from work before I left, which I was quite happy with. You got a, what did you say? A
2: checkerboard scrunchie.
0: What, is it like a black and white one? Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. I love that black and white, like racing check. Yes. It's so fun.
2: I think I could probably put together a whole outfit of that now because I have checkerboard shorts. Yeah. A checkerboard
0: cropped hoodie, yeah, that has like
1: a cool chain that comes around it. That's
2: great. Checkerboard scrunchie, and then obviously <laughs> checkerboard pants.
0: <laughs> I always wanted a pair of. I've never, I've never bought any, but a while back there was a bit of a street trend in Brighton for wearing like the black and white checked chef trousers. Oh yeah, and I've nearly bought a pair so many times because I think they look so cool. I've always quite fancied a pair of those. I love different like um professions work gear like oh yeah I I could totally yeah yeah anyway I digress chef trousers (laughs) (laughs) um the style that you're talking about now when do you think that you found that you know style for all of us is always evolving all the time but where you are now when do you think that kind of got more cemented in your head
2: um I, I think it was probably when I started fighting um I sort of went more towards that sort of that like stereotypical badass
0: aesthetic you might want to specify um, for listeners what you mean by fighting <laughs>
2: okay rule one don't talk about fight clubs. <laughs>
1: um
2: uh, so I started, uh, last August, I started doing Thai boxing and MMA, jiu sort of all of those bits and bobs in a fighting gym um, because boxing is always something that I wanted to do but mum always tried to put me off by telling me that I would get hit as well which didn't put me off, it, it just made me want to do it even more because it sounded funny. Um, so once I moved out and was by myself and my mum couldn't really stop me, I decided it was a good time to start fighting.
0: I'm really going to hate <laughs> you for saying that. <laughs> so that's cool so the influence of starting to learn um combative exercise inspired your kind of current look that's super cool again that's like such a far out place to find inspiration isn't it
2: yeah I, I mean I get inspiration from loads of different stuff like I bought a cap from work a couple of months ago, and I've never really worn caps in my adult life because I never thought I had the right head shape for them because I'm blessed with my dad's huge head.
0: We both Um, are. (laughs) Caps don't look right on me. I look like a twat in a cap.
2: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's always what I thought, but I kept looking at this cap while I was at work and thinking, that's really cool. And then one day I tried it on and I really liked it, so I bought it and then For the next week, I wore the cap like every single day, and I had to pick outfits that would work with the cap. So that was my inspiration Mm. because I was like, "I'm going to wear the cap today, so I need to work out an outfit that's going to work with the cap." It's great advice, actually, from Tan out of the Fab Five. Love him. Um, He said, "You, yeah, absolutely. Um, You pick one thing that you know you want to wear, and then you work the rest of your outfit around that."
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, I'll be like, I want to wear this hoodie or I'll want to wear these trousers or these boots and then you just sort of work the rest of the outfit around it. Totally, that's brilliant advice. And as well, like, if you've got stuff in your wardrobe that you haven't worn for ages, it help, like planning an outfit that way helps you kind of bring that stuff out. Yeah, it helps you wear stuff that you don't normally because you have to find something to work with mm.
1: it.
0: And that's also a way of um, shopping more sustainably and not making mistakes when buying stuff that when you pick something up that you love think about what you've got at home that you're actually going to put it with
1: yeah
2: I, I've started doing that and I've been buying a lot less clothes
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I tend to pick up something at a charity shop and think oh my god this is great I need it and then I'll get home and just be like well I haven't got anything that goes with this I can't just wear this one thing <laughs> so that's helped me cut down my spending which is a very good thing cause i <laughs> Spend too much
0: on <laughs> Um What item has been in your wardrobe the longest?
2: I think it's my Sloppy Joe sweatshirt. Um, I can't think of anything else that I might have owned longer than that. Maybe a couple of t-shirts. But I wouldn't be able to tell you specifically what they are.
0: <laughs> and for people that don't know, what's a Sloppy Joe t- sweatshirt?
2: Uh, it's, a, it's a brand of sweatshirt that was made like in the 90s is that
0: right yeah i think they Sorry. started in the early 90s yeah yeah
2: um and they're like a, just a really heavy cotton sweatshirt that just say sloppy joe along the front of it which the sort of sloppy joes have been in our family for a long time so it's one of my favorite things i don't think i can ever get rid of that
0: no i still want one i'm waiting for Mum to give me hers <laughs>
2: She has it out ready, don't Yay. you
0: worry. Because they, yeah, so they were a kind of casual wear English company that set up in the early 90s um, that got famous because Princess Diana wore one of their sweatshirts with the big logo on. And they're a really small company that I think had a shop in barns. Um, and our auntie always used to wear them when we were growing up so and then my mum got given a couple as presents from them so they've always been something we've seen and they do the in the most beautiful colours don't they which is what's so appealing about them yeah um and I found out recently this is a fun fashion fact that um sloppy joe was a word that originated the term originated in the 50s and it described the certain look of young women that were wearing long loose baggy Jumpers with like capri pants and ballet flats and that described that look of that time in the 50s. Oh, that's
2: awesome. I always associate the word sloppy joe with food. Like sloppy joe sandwich.
0: Yeah, it does sound like some like American like diner food or something, doesn't it? (laughs) So you've recently moved, so you've been clearing out a lot. Like I've got stuff in my wardrobe that I've, I've had over 10 years. Um... But have you got any tips for people that are clearing out their wardrobe? Probably at this time, since we're all stuck inside, m- more people will be kind of decluttering their, their lives. So any top tips that's for clearing really stuff up. out?
2: Yeah, I, I watched uh, the Minimalism documentary that's on Netflix uh, with my mum the other night. Uh, my mum. our mum. And um, <laughs> it, it, it was sort of, makes you realise what is important to keep and what you can do without because I am an absolute sweater hoarder. I love sweaters because I wear them literally all the time. Um, so I I think embarrassingly I had maybe about thirty <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. Now I have a massive stack of sweaters that is probably the same height as me and it needs to
1: go.
0: There is nothing embarrassing about having 30 (laughs) (laughs)
1: sweaters. One for every day of the month.
2: Um, So I I went through and I looked at them and thought, I've got three the same colour. I only need one of this colour. Or I have five sweaters that I could fit three of me in. So I only need one that big realistically. Um, So I've sort of thought about it that way and cut down with the mindset of if I haven't worn it in the past
1: month, because seeing as it's been so cold, like you're gonna be wearing sweaters in the past month. Mm. And if
2: I prefer or would pick other sweaters that I own over that one, then it can go. Mm. And I think I've probably halved my sweater collection. I think like a third of my wardrobe went yesterday because I was in such a like clear out mindset.
0: <laughs> well done. We will know I own a fair few clothes. Um, but I was looking at my no. jumpers the other day like, mm, there's quite a few of those. But I am always cold and it is one of those things that it's like, you feel like you can justify buying, I think, over other stuff because it's more practical. Yeah. Like,
2: I, I literally wear hoodies every single day.
0: So, which do you think your favourite hoodie? At
2: the moment, it's one that I got from a charity shop the other day. Um, it's... Massive. It's like, I don't know whether you'd call it wash grey, maybe slate grey. It's like a quite dark colour, but it's got like fashionable rips and pockets and a really great oversized hood that actually looks good when it's up instead of making you look like a bit of a knob. <laughs> <laughs> I love wearing a hood up on a hoodie, but it's so
1: difficult to find one that has a big enough hood that doesn't make you look like you've got a weird shaped head. Yeah, like pea head yeah like it's big enough that you it bags
2: out so you can actually see the shape of your head mm. instead of it being like a weird hoodie appendage
0: you're so right if you're an accessory what accessory would you be
2: <laughs> oh uh i'd be a backpack
0: yeah i'll tell Definitely you why. Be a
2: backpack because i hate shoulder bags they just make your shoulders ache and i'm not by any stretch of the imagination a handbag
1: kind
2: of <laughs> So it would have to be a backpack because they're practical, you can fit everything you need to take with you and more in them and they make you
0: look like a Japanese tourist if you wear them high enough on your back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with backpacks. Um, Sometimes I think they look cool, and sometimes I think they're really, like, gawky. (laughs) But that's just me.
2: I think that's why I love them, because they are dorky. (laughs) Like, I've got, like, a a pro-hike one, or euro-hike one, that I found in a charity shop at the moment, and it makes me look like a complete and utter twat bracket, but it's hilarious,
0: I love it. Wow, twat bracket, really breaking boundaries with your new insults. I really like the euro-hike ones, I think they're really, like... Ge- like I like the the like nerdiness, I, I like that about them, there's something really like honest about them
1: Geek chic,
0: it's like I
2: don't need any of this fancy handbag rubbish, I just need what's practical.
0: They also can kind of look like skatery, can't they?
2: Oh yeah, get a good checkerboard one, get any of them off the Vans website, although the Doc Martin backpacks have upped their game they have some great ones but what, they're so legs? heavy, they've got no back- those leather
0: like y ones yeah they're gorgeous
2: but they're just so so heavy because they are leather
0: i think they'd be unpractical because of the weight they'd be they start off heavy that's not what you need is it
2: no exactly you need one that barely feels like you're lifting anything before you put anything in it
0: i've seen you loads with a kankin i feel like the kankin craze has been going on for years now and they're such a cute like shape those rucksacks but are you still using yours I do use it occasionally. They're, they're, the thing is, they're so light. They're
1: a great practical backpack. But like you said, the Kankin craze has really taken over. And
2: it, it's not just in Brighton. Like I, Even walking around small towns, I see people with them. And it, it kind of puts me off using mine. Because I, I have one of the normal size big ones that's yellow. And then a mini one that is light blue. And I love both of them because they are that
1: really dorky school kid kind of shape yeah I just don't like being seen wearing or using things that everyone else is
2: because it doesn't make me feel special like it's nice to have them but I want to feel like I am unique and I don't feel unique using them now
1: Mm.
0: that's a really interesting point because it's kind of a double-edged sword isn't it like there can be a certain snobbery with like I want, I'm i individual and I want to be individual and chasing individuality for its own for its sake but then that also can be like really helpful in terms of like developing your own style and taste and you have to be you have to have a kind of core cool strength and confidence sometimes to be able to go against the grain of what everyone else is wearing so it's kind of yeah. like an interesting vibe that of wanting to be individual and you make an interesting point I think about being different and then that can make you feel special and sometimes yeah. we feel different and it can make us feel wrong
2: yeah because I, I remember when I first got my cankin, it was
1: like at the start of the craze like you'd only see one or two people in Brighton and
2: exclusively Brighton that would have them and now it like it's even flipping school kids and and it's uh, you can tell they're buying
0: them like knockoff on eBay but they can't tell they're knock off and they're really proud that they've got a cat kit but it's still like everyone wants to have
2: them it's not brand is it that that's another thing it's like it's people being on top of brands and only wanting brands and Mm. I'm
0: not
2: I'm not fussed what the brand is if I like it I like it I don't like it because it's a brand
0: branded stuff often is kind of out of our price ranges or you know we wouldn't put that amount of money into something like an accessory so often our access to them is second hand isn't it
2: yeah second hand is a really good way to if you are desperate to have something that's a brand then second hand is definitely the way to get it I mean I I think I only really buy branded stuff maybe once or twice a year and that's normally Doc Martens or Vans
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, even those, mostly second hand, isn't it, off eBay?
2: Yeah, because you can get them at a quarter of the price, and they're normally not that worn. But if they are worn, then they're like stylishly worn.
0: Totally, there's another top tip: get on eBay for for expensive shoes and bags,
2: <laughs> especially if you've got small feet, because you can get ridiculously cheap ones.
0: I know, my friend Katie, she's a size 4 and she always has amazing shoes that she gets second-hand or in the sale, 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 because no one's bought them. That's so unfair. I know, not without talking. I average size <laughs> <laughs> Is there an item that you are currently lusting after? Oh, um,
2: I mean, I'm always a sucker for a good graphic tee or graphic hoodie. And I keep seeing on damn Instagram, um, Urban Outfitters have a really good range of graphic hoodies at the moment.
0: Oh, they've got so um, many nice celestial, like, sun and moon ones that I want all of them. I know. And
2: <laughs> I saw one that was, like, tie-dye that had plant graphic on the front, like, outlines, and that was that was gorgeous. Um but as much as i want those i can't have any more hoodies so it would, um, it would have to be doc martens there's a really cool pair of like they're almost like platform trainers but they're kind of like buffalo boots and they've got straps around them and they're white and they're like i think they're like 150 pounds but they're really really cool i've not seen like doc martens bring out anything like that they're quite interesting
0: but that's they sound it's bonkers
2: Yeah, they're like um, a cross between
0: Doc Martens and Buffalo boots. But But they're not like boots, they're like trainery boots.
1: I'm not describing them very well. No,
0: they sound like a really amazing hybrid.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're great. They're really great. But I can't wear white without it becoming grey or stained very quickly. No, I don't
0: know who can keep shoes white. That's a certain kind of like, you've got to commit to that.
2: Yeah, scrubbing them with a toothbrush every time you wear them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is sustainable fast fashion something you consider when you're shopping?
2: Fast fashion isn't a a word I would ever associate with the clothes that I wear.
1: No. I can cycle through clothes quite quickly, but that's when I buy them from a charity shop and then they go back to a charity shop.
2: So... I'm I'm never interested in thinking, Oh my god, Primark or H M or River Island, I've got a new range out. I need to go have a look because it's the new stuff. Like that that's not something that ever crosses my mind because I I don't really buy high street stuff anyway. But I I'd like to think the way that I buy clothes and wear clothes is quite um, eco friendly because like I said, I buy them from charity shops and
1: of the time, if they're still wearable, they'll go back to charity shops anyway. If they don't go back to a charity
2: shop, my friends will be poaching them off me. So they'll get worn by someone else. But, I mean, if if you're not interested in the latest fashion, then I don't think fast fashion will apply to your style anyway.
0: No, I mean, I guess, like, the way things are produced, you know, even if you you are buying stuff that is... um, part of that kind of fast fashion area if you bought it second hand then that does help I guess I mean there's no way of escaping it really in our modern world and I wonder how this current crisis that globally we find ourselves in um, will affect the way people are thinking and buying clothes I mean it must do even on a level of if everyone's in all the time and will be it looks like for for the foreseeable future um you know that's i I've imagined that might put a lot of smaller clothing brands out of business, yeah, that's the sad truth of it, so this is like
2: the prime time to be supporting your local businesses and local vintage shops as well.
0: Yeah, totally, Buying, um, if you're going to buy clothes online, buy, try and buy from smaller companies, especially at the moment.
2: Yeah, because
0: Primark
2: and River Island and H&M will be able to afford to get through this, but your local uh, vintage and pre-loved boutique or just smaller brands in general might
1: not be able to see it through mm.
0: financially. Totally. But that's the same with everything at the moment,
2: isn't it? Like, I'd rather there would be like a little local shop that I could go and buy my milk from at the moment instead of having to go to
0: the co-op Well I mean it's different for you you live in a very rural area so you just have to go to the nearest place really don't you
1: Yeah and wash your hands thoroughly
0: Yes You have a lot of tattoos um, and do you think that tattoo culture and often the styles that can come with that have influenced what you wear
2: Um, I don't think it does in the long term but it does sometimes when I think I'd really like my tattoos to be on display today so maybe I'm going to wear shorts or maybe I'm going to wear a t-shirt and like something with my sleeves rolled up so you can see the ones on my forearm but I don't think like tattoo fashion if you like isn't something that I ever think about like yeah, there's the cliche dreamcatcher or feather or arrow, which I do have, but that's not for fashion. Um, but like, I don't—I never think of tattoos like that. I think, especially recently, being able to tattoo myself with handpoke techniques, I want to tattoo with things that are relevant to me, not that are relevant to everyone else. Mm. Like, I want to get a tattoo of a peregrine falcon for our uncle that passed away, and I'd like to get. Tattoo of our dog, and then loads of plants that I associate with our garden and growing up here, and different animals that I associate with here as well, just so that that way I've got something
0: to remind me of it forever. Yeah. Not because I want it
1: to be fashionable. Yeah.
0: You mentioned um, being influenced there by childhood. I, I always ask this to people, I think it's one of my favourite questions. How did you want to dress when you were a kid?
2: I didn't give a toss what I wore as a kid until I was about 14. <laughs> I would, I'd put on the same mud stained, grass stained pair of trousers for like a week in a row until they would disappear off my bedroom floor and my mum would put them in the wash. <laughs> like, it wasn't something that really crossed my mind. I would just want to wear what was practical yeah. and that I could go make my prize in. <laughs>
0: Is there a particular subculture or movement which has inspired your style?
2: I don't, I don't think so. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but I'm not really someone that would go and research fashion, so maybe that's why there isn't those cultures that inspire me. I sort of get inspired by random photos that I might see on Pinterest or even a, a random quote that I might hear or things like that inspire me more than cultures do
0: if you could only wear one item for the rest of your life what would it be
2: probably an insanely oversized hoodie
0: yeah what would you wear it with
2: uh either like cycling shorts or skinny jeans i quite like wearing massive baggy jumpers and hoodies that go like further down your legs and then wearing short shorts with them because like i don't know it just it feels cool to I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid of anyone seeing my leg hair, and I haven't shaved my legs for, I think, nearly two years now.
1: Wow. And
2: I'm quite proud of how much it freaks people out, actually. You'll be walking down the street, and people will be, like, staring at your legs. And at first I think, oh, they're looking at my tattoos. And then you get closer, and you sort of see their expression change, and you're just like, ah, they're staring at my leg hair. <laughs> um, so I quite like having my legs out. Um because they don't really get cold like they used to when I shave them either <laughs> so I like having less on so I would say probably shorts
0: and mm-hmm. massive oversized hoodie with Doc Martens yeah that's a good look I love that silhouette I love like big and baggy on top and then like loose um, and then tight on the on the leg it's a it's such an I think yeah. flattering look I really yeah and yeah. I love that then paired with big chunky boots it's it's a dream isn't it it's quite 80s really
2: I love that I love having massive oversized stuff on the top and then like you said tight on the bottom and then massive boots Mm. because it's like wham bam I'm gonna kick someone's butt with your feet and then you're like all skinny and petite and pretty and then you're like all same on the top you're like coming for a fight that I've seen some really cool oversized ethnic hoodies on Instagram I keep getting adverts for but they're like oversized in a way that they're made to be dress, so they'll like come down to your knees and they're the really beautiful ethnic prints, and they're really cool but they're like a 100 pounds
0: yeah.
2: so that's definitely out of my price range
0: <laughs> do you think that clothes can enhance your life
2: absolutely i think i use the term dress for confidence quite often so if I've got a particularly hard day at work ahead of me, say I've got my area manager coming, then I'll I'll dress in a way that I don't normally dress, but that makes me feel empowered. Mm. And I, it's not so much day to day life, especially at the moment where I'm going for runs and I'm working out quite a lot. So I'll wear a sports bra and jogging bottoms and a hoodie for pretty much the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they they definitely can enhance your life because like we've said earlier like you'll wake up and you'll think I want to look like this today so you'll go out intending to wear that kind of thing and you'll be satisfied that you would have put that together but I think I mostly use it like on days that I need the confidence to dress for power the rest of the time I just think this is the aesthetic I want to go for today or I just want to look comfortable or things like that
0: yeah Um the thing that I'm Noticing most uh, when I ask people these questions is pretty much everyone has said that the power of clothes to make you feel stronger or to soothe yourself is so great, and that seems to have been recognised by everyone I've spoken to. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that you know, getting dressed in the morning is a necessity for the temperature, and you know, if we didn't, we were naked, we'd get arrested. But that we can, I love them naked though <laughs> but this fabric that we all have to put on um, can really help us feel better which is such a lovely notion
2: yeah and it can help other people see how you feel as well because I, um, I went into Costa a while ago because a few of my friends work in Costa so I went in just to see them and they have a local not local regular guy that comes in and he'll he'll always be sat in the same place and i've seen him in there like nearly every morning that i'll go to work and i'll see that my friends are working i'll pop in and he's nearly always there and my friend said to me that i I look like a i think she said a rainbow or a sunflower or something because i've recently had my hair dyed as well and he just turned to me and said you're either wearing all color all, all black and I just turned to him and I was like yeah that's, that's how you can tell what mood
1: I'm
2: in <laughs> like so it's a way for people to read you as much as you portraying the way you feel as well
1: yeah yeah
0: and it's all a visual language there's there's communication in all these small details and I find that so fascinating you know everything has a message doesn't it if you really look at it from aligning yourself with a certain subculture or culture in general um to having things you know how moneyed possibly you look or not they're just small examples but there's so many things that we say in in what we throw on
2: absolutely like today i'm going for Hippie workout <laughs> with a tie dye t shirt and tracky bottoms. <laughs> Love.
0: I wonder if the sales of loungewear and sportswear will go up greatly during this time because we're all at home more, so we can wear more uh, joggers and hoodies.
2: That would be interesting to find out actually. I'd like to see some statistics on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I've got on um some dungarees that I made yesterday, which out of the most ugly fabric. <laughs> they're very 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 loud
1: look brilliant
0: (laughs) they're a bit kids tv presenter but I don't mind that Um, that's a good look yeah it is a good look I've always worked that look (laughs) (laughs) do you have any advice for giving less fucks about what people think about what you wear I mean actually that's a bit of an odd question at the moment considering none of us are going out but in the future we will be again Um, any advice for not caring about what other people think and pursuing your own taste?
2: I think the best advice that I could give on that is you've got to wear what you want to wear and not be influenced by what other people think because if you go out thinking I want people to look at me and think this of me then you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for everyone else and that's fundamentally quite an unhealthy way to live your life So I think you need to go out and you need to think, I am confident with what I'm wearing today. doesn't matter what other people think.
0: That's a really good tip. And you're right, to look at it from the angle of, is this pleasing me, rather than what is this projecting, is a much more fulfilling mindset, I imagine.
2: Yeah, you need to go out with the intention to please yourself when you catch yourself in a mirror, not... Pleasing
0: other people. Totally. And you can make yourself laugh with what you've put on. You know, sometimes I put on the most ridiculous, like Elton John sunglasses, which I love. And I'm like, ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs> and, and, you know, they make me happy because they're stupid. And, like, from that point of view, something um, so small can make you smile. And that's brilliant. And if it's making you smile, it's probably going to make other people smile too. Yeah.
2: I'm reading a book at the moment called um, A Good Girl's Guide to Being a Dick and I've just gone through a chapter which is about, it's actually about clearing out, which came at a really serendipitous time as well. Um, But he said the rules of
1: keeping something are, is it useful
2: and does it make you smile? Yeah. And I think that's a really good rule to live by with what you wear as well. Totally. So you should only keep things that are useful, like tracky bottoms and sweatpants and all that stuff or does it make you smile like you said with your
1: massive elton
0: john sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't remember who it is there's like a it might, it might be william morris but some kind of quote about it's either got to be useful or beautiful basically and yeah that's such a good rule to live by in terms of keeping things or not isn't it it's got to be greatly pleasing or it's got to be incredibly useful yeah well i think that's a nice place to leave it on beauty thank you all for listening this has been chelsea mountney and charlie mountney (laughs) it's been really lovely to talk to you um thank you so much i hope you are having a lovely day everyone and i really appreciate you listening sending extra love and hugs and well wishes to get through this time so much for listening to the threads podcast my name is chelsea matney and i am part of pop heart you can find more of our work on our website twitter and facebook at pop heart uk please also look out for all things that cast iron are doing
1: across all their social media